I want to live like that and give it all I have so that everything I say and do points to you. You know, it is a prayer, and I believe it's also a new strategy for living. It changes how you make decisions in your life, changes your priorities, what you say, what you do. It will change how you live. It changes everything, not just some things, but absolutely everything. It'll change in your life when you start living that way. You know, it's been my observation that some navigate life better than others. And I have watched people that have faced challenges in their life. And some of the trips and falls, I mean, sometimes the the crashes, unfortunately, are just enormous. And it's, it's painful to watch sometimes. As I'm watching, I'm, I'm thinking, what are you doing? I mean, what, what are you thinking? Who do you think you are? And then some will walk with confidence in life and a lot of integrity. And I really believe that's something to be admired. But there's something that I have figured out, that people who successfully navigate the challenges in this world are people who know who they are. Those that haven't figured that out, haven't embraced who they are, well, they tend to stumble a lot, make a lot of bad decisions. They, they tend to uh, navigate poorly and with a lot of uncertainty in life. You know, we've been asking a very defining question, who are you? Who are you? And the answer to that question will determine how you navigate this life. It will determine your future, ultimately. So Christ followers, I want to remind you, because some of you have forgotten that the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is the same spirit who lives in you. You know, some of you have forgotten that you have full access to the throne of God on a moment-by-moment basis. I mean, some of you have forgotten that you're a child of God, that you belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Some of you have forgotten who you are in Jesus Christ. You know, Paul, he writes this, he says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. In other words, the old, the filth, the junk, the sin, the guilt, the shame, all gone. It's gone. Your sins have been forgiven. You are a new creation with a new purpose and a new strategy for living. Some of you have forgotten that you're a new creation. You know, it's like uh, when a caterpillar, it becomes a butterfly, It would be really weird to see a butterfly crawling around like a caterpillar, wouldn't it? But as followers of Jesus Christ, some of you are crawling through life because you've forgotten who you are in Christ. You know, Paul, he goes on, he says, and all of this is from God who reconciles us 
to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. As a follower of Jesus Christ, God has given you the ministry of reconciliation, and you may be going, well, what's that mean? Well, you're to help people, people who are broken, people who are separated by sin. Your job is to help people come to know God and ultimately give their life to Jesus Christ. You know, Paul continues to explain this. He says that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. In case we didn't get it the first time, he's going to tell us again. And I want you to let that, he's committed to us the message of reconciliation. Let that sink in here for a minute. You know, let it, let it just kind of go through your thoughts. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, God has entrusted you with that ministry of reconciliation. Paul goes on, he says, we are therefore Christ's what? Ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. Again, just let that sink in. These are life-changing verses. As a follower of Jesus Christ, you're an ambassador. God is making his appeal through you. It's why you're here. Who are you? Friends, when you know who you are, I think it makes it really easy to know what to do in life. Now, some of you know what an ambassador is, right? And some of you are a little bit foggy on this. Perhaps you were sleeping during class that day that they were teaching on it. But an ambassador, I mean, the, the fact is we are those ambassadors. Now, anybody a little foggy on this one? I mean, how many of you ever watched uh, the show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they cover all kinds of topics, all kinds of trivia. Now, this was years ago. I was watching the show with my grandson, Ethan, and he was like in second, maybe third grade at the time. And I missed two answers back to back. And he turns to me, he goes, Grandpa, it's okay. He says, I don't think I'm smarter than a fifth grader either. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, hmm. But so we're all clear about what an ambassador is. It is the highest ranking diplomat who's sent as a representative from one country to another country. You know, for example, if I were the uh, U.S. ambassador to Japan, I would live in Japan. That would not be my homeland. I would be the highest ranking diplomatic official in Japan representing my country, the United States. As a Christ follower, we are on this earth as the highest ranking representative sent by God. This earth is not our home. That's why scripture says that we're aliens. We are strangers in a foreign land. It calls us sojourners. The fact is, this is not our home. We are passing through. We are sent to represent the kingdom of God. You are an ambassador. 
you are to represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in this life. And I know some of you hearing this right now, you're going, well, I don't know about that. I'm I'm a Christian, but I don't think I'm an ambassador. And trust me, my friends don't think I am. I mean, the fact is I say and do things that aren't right. I don't know the Bible very well. I'm a Christian, but ambassador? I don't think so. Hear this. If you are a Christ follower, you are an ambassador. That is who you are. And what I want to do today is kind of unpack just two thoughts that I believe will change your daily life and what you do and the decisions you make. You see, as an ambassador, you were not elected by the people. You were chosen by the creator of this universe. You were appointed by God. And it does not matter what anybody else thinks. It's what Jesus was referring to when he said these words. He says, you did not, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. You know, Jesus is is talking about us as Christians, and he kind of goes into further detail in the next verse, verse 19. He says, if you belong to the world, it would love you. It would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Hmm. Chosen, appointed to bear fruit. Chosen and appointed to be an ambassador of God. You do not belong to this world. It does not matter what the world says. It doesn't matter what people think. You were chosen by God. You were chosen to be an ambassador. And I know some of you are going, well, yeah, but I'm not good enough, and I don't know enough, and whatever. Whatever you're thinking right now, you need to know you're an ambassador. How many of you remember when you were in school and the teacher would ask for a volunteer and they would say, hey, I need someone to run an errand? How many of you remember that day? I mean, everybody wanted to go on the errand. The the fact is, the teacher would pick people, not because they were straight-A students, not because they were the best, but the teacher would just choose someone, didn't they? They'd move it around the class. I mean, how many of you remember that? You know, it was like, okay, and if you got picked, I think I got picked because the teacher just wanted me out of the classroom, but uh, that's a whole other thing. But when I got picked... It was great. I mean, first of all, all my loser friends, they had to stay in class. And the teacher would go, Damon, I need you to take this folder down to the office. I was on a mission, and I had a pass. And when I got in the hall, I was really cocky in the hall. And I always took the long way around to go to the office. And I would make sure I went past all my friends' rooms. And if I, could, if I could spot them, I'd try and get their attention. I would be dancing in the hall and doing all kinds. And sometimes I got too much attention. The teacher would come out and go, Talkington, what are you doing? 
You know, or I'd pass a teacher, administrator in the hallway, and they go, Damon, you supposed to be in class? Pass, baby. I got to pass. I was chosen, appointed to do something special. I wasn't the best, but I got to pass, and I'm on a mission. That's the good news here. Some of you, your life's not great. You're not the best. You're not the smartest. You mess up. So, so you don't know everything. Big deal. You were appointed by God. You're on a mission for God, and you got a pass in your life. And when you realize that, when you begin to intellectually get the fact that God's chosen you for this, it becomes heart belief at some point. And that's what the Apostle Paul's talking about. I mean, Paul saw himself and he saw other believers as ambassadors for God. And you think about it, Paul, he he wrote half the books in the New Testament. But if you know his past, it's kind of shocking, isn't it? I mean, Paul, he was formerly Saul, Saul was the least likely guy to be called a man of God. I mean, he had persecuted Christians. In fact, he was even responsible for many Christians dying. And then Saul, he encounters the risen Savior, and Jesus' glory is so great it blinds him. And just kind of long story short, Saul is told to go to Damascus. And then God tells a Christ follower by the name of Ananias to go minister to Saul. I bet that was interesting. Are you kidding me, Lord? You know his story, don't you? He's a murderer, and he'll kill me if I go to him. But Scripture says this. It says, but the Lord said to Ananias, go. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. Ananias, you're my representative to do this. You know, Saul is going to be an ambassador too to the Gentiles and the the people of Israel. I have appointed him. He's my chosen instrument. I need you to do this. And friends, when you understand as a follower of Jesus Christ that you're God's chosen instrument, that you're chosen by the King of kings and the Lord of lords, you you are chosen by God to, to minister to a certain group of people. And I know as I say that, some of you are going, well, who? Well, people you work with, family, classmates, teammates, neighbors, I mean, pick, pick whatever you want there. Some of you are going to be called to be the next leaders of the next generation. Some of you are, are being called to, to work in the zone. And I know how this goes. People go, yeah, but I don't know very much, and I'm too old, and, and I'm not cool like, like I need to be. You're called by God. I mean, some of you are called to, to lead small groups. But I'm not a teacher. 
I don't know the Bible very well. I, I get nervous in front of people. You're called by God to build up others, to help facilitate people's lives. Some of you are called to, to be a witness, you know, maybe to a friend or a coworker, and you're going, yeah, but I'm not a very good example. I make mistakes. I'm not very good with words. It does not matter. You are called by God. You're called to be an ambassador. It's who you are. It's who God calls you to be. You know, you're called to carry that message of reconciliation. God's making his appeal through you. And it does not matter what anybody else thinks. You know why? Because you're appointed by God. And when you believe that, and you understand that, it changes the way you live. And here's the second thing that you got to kind of internalize here. As God's ambassador, you never represent yourself. You are always, 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 what? Always representing God. Always. See, if I'm the ambassador of the U.S. to Japan, I'm not called to promote my agenda my own values, my own ideas. I represent the United States. They sent me, right? Well, Christ followers, you represent the kingdom of God. You represent the king of kings. It is not about you. You know, Jesus, he's the ultimate ambassador. He says this in uh, John, John 6, 38. He says, For I've come down from heaven not to do my will, let that rest a minute, but to do the will of him who sent me. Here's something that drives me a little bit crazy, and it has ever since I got in ministry, is people like to create, or Christians do, they like to create like two standards for things. One for the pastor and one for all the other Christ followers. Okay, now I want you, don't misunderstand me here. I understand the standards high. You know, how I uh, conduct myself, what I say and do, how I spend my money, my time, the things I watch, places I go, the way I treat my wife, my kids, my grandkids. The, The fact is, People are watching. The standard is high, and it should be, all right? Why? Because I'm a representative of Jesus Christ. But some Christians go, you're a pastor. You shouldn't have said that. You're a pastor. You, You shouldn't have done that, you know. And if I kind of push back a little bit, they'll go, you know, I'm a regular Christian. I could do that. But you're a pastor. It's not acceptable. My issue, and this is what I want you to catch and make sure you get out of what I'm saying. My issue isn't the higher standard, all right? I am not suggesting we lower the standard for me. 
I'm suggesting that you pursue a higher standard for yourself. You need to raise the bar. You know, for, for example, you know, uh, sometimes some of the uh, pics and comments that I see on social media, if I posted the same thing, I'd create a ruckus. You're a representative of Jesus Christ. What kind of witness are you? You are God's ambassador. That's who you are. That's who God calls you to be. You're a representative of Jesus Christ. And what I'm suggesting is you join me on the higher standard in life. I represent Jesus Christ with everything, everything, not some things, everything that I say and everything that I do, and so do you. When you know who you are, you know what to do. You know what to do, you know, when you see a coworker that is hurting, when you see a classmate that is struggling or being picked on. You know what to do. You know what to do when that conversation, that door opens, and you have an opportunity to share your faith. You know what to do. You know what to do when the Holy Spirit presses you to do something or say something or not do something in your life. And when you know what to do, friends, you see opportunities, God-given opportunities all around you. And I know as I say that, some of you are going, but, but I can't do that stuff. I'm not gifted enough. I don't, I don't know how to speak for God. You can and you should. It's that simple. I mean, you can speak with authority because it's authority that God's given you. You know, the Apostle Paul, he, he struggles in his life with this thing. And many times he'd be like, you know, I'm not a very eloquent speaker. You know, I, I'm the least of all the apostles. And he goes on and on about his struggles in life. But he says, I may seem to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by the Lord. But our authority builds up, does not tear you down. So I will not be ashamed of using my authority Christ followers, you have been given authority by God. It is not something that you shy away from. Do not be ashamed of it. You know, it's not you. It's not your power. It's not your authority. It's authority that's been given to you by the creator of this universe. You know, if I, if I were to go out, it's raining out there right now, and thank you, parking lot people that were working in the rain today, but if I was to go out on the highway and I was to try and stop the traffic, you know, I yell, stop! <laughs> Some might stop, or I might get run over <laughs> out there, right? I have no real authority to do that. However... If the sheriff was to deputize me, give me a uniform and a badge, new ball game. Now, it's not me 
out there trying to stop the traffic. I've actually got authority at that point. You know, and so when I yell stop, it means something at that point. As a follower of Jesus Christ, I come not with my own authority, but with the authority that God's given me. It's a little bit like when my grandkids were younger, they'd be downstairs playing at the house and they'd get in a fight. And then one of them immediately come running up the stairs screaming. They'd go, Grandpa, Grandpa, Naya keeps messing up our game. And I said, well, tell her to stop. I told her to stop, Grandpa, and she won't stop doing it. I'd be like, Dason, tell her Grandpa said to stop. Dason, he'd head downstairs. New deal, new day for him. He's not just delivering a message anymore. He is going into the room with some authority this time. He's on a mission. He's an ambassador. He has been sent by the king of kings. All right. It's my story, okay? (laughs) You get the point, though, right? Authority changes everything. Christ followers, you have authority, and it has been given to you by God. And here's what amazes me is first century Christians, they understood this that the power that they had in Jesus was not power in and of themselves. They understood that about themselves. They understood it was authority given to them by God. They had authority in the name of Jesus. So they'd see someone that was sick. Oh, you're sick. I have no power to heal you. But in the name of Jesus Christ, I heal you. And sick people were healed. They cast out demons. They they even raised people from the dead. Here's what I think is difficult to get your minds around. And that is, New Testament believers, you and I, Scripture says, that we can do even greater things. You think, well, how? Why? Well, because you're an ambassador. You're an ambassador that's been appointed, called by God. You're a representative of heaven on earth. You carry the message of reconciliation as if God was making the appeal through you. You know, you never represent yourself You're always, always representing God. Why? Because you're a new creation. You're his creation. You know, Paul Paul would say it this way. He says, "I, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live is in the body. I live the faith with the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Here's what I want you to get. It's pretty simple this morning. You are not just 
a stay-at-home parent. You are an ambassador of God. You're an ambassador raising the next generation of world changers. You know, you're not just a student at school. You are an ambassador in the classroom. You're an ambassador to your classmates, your teachers. You are an ambassador. You're not just an office worker. You are an ambassador in the office. You're an ambassador on your team. You're an ambassador to your co-workers, to your boss, to your employees. You're an ambassador chosen by God. That's who you are. That's who you are. And friends, when you understand who you are, you'll understand what to do. And I'll, I'll be just blunt and honest with you. I think most of the time it's not that we don't know what to do. We're just afraid to do it. We are called by God to be ambassadors. Called by God. Created by God. That's who we are. That's who we are. Let's bow in a word of prayer together. Our holy God, God, we praise you today. God, I know, Lord, that you've called us. That you've given us the authority and you expect that we'll represent you with everything we say and do. God, I pray that uh, as we face this week, the decisions that come before us, the opportunities, the things we say, the things we do, that, God, we would filter them and realize we're an ambassador for you. God, I pray that we'd bring honor to your name, that we'd be people that bring that message of peace that can be found in you. God, may we be your voice, your ears, your hands, your feet, May we please you with everything we do. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God's people said.